Christmas greetings from the angels. Let's look at it together. Glory, doxa, glory in the highest to God. First of all, greetings from heaven. Glory to God in the highest. There is no higher place than where God is. The appointed time, we've seen this already in some of the things that we looked at this, this Christmas season. <clears throat> the appointed time, the appointed place. God became a man. The condescension, how great it was, the incarnation, how significant. The creator accommodated himself to his creation. The curse that had been brought upon us by the fall of Adam will be undone by the incarnation of the last Adam. The reality of the coming of the seed of woman, promised redeemer, at the very fall of man, has not been stopped and has come true. God became a man. Glory to God in the highest, you know the setting, the shepherds in the field, the announcement of the angel, the city of David, the child is born, you know, you know, the, you know the story. So the shepherds are in the field, and then suddenly the heavenly host appears. It's unimaginable to you and me. I believe that the chief of the angels, Archangel Michael, this is my belief, called them all from their various places of work and service. The Bible indicates both in Job and in the Revelation that Angels have an estate. Angels have work to do. There's an angel of the sun. There's an angel of the waters on the earth. They shouted for joy across the stars. It would seem that the innumerable angels have positions of work and authority. They have an estate to which they attend. And if you think of how vast the universe is and every time we put up a new telescope, it just shows exponentially more of what we thought we had. And it just goes on and on. And it reminds me of the innumerable angels. I don't know exactly what their work is, but I know this. At this moment in time, in Luke chapter 2, 
They are beckoned from every corner, from every place of where they were to come and stand in rank and tear from where the Christ was to where God is, his throne, El Elyon, the highest, most high. Glory to God in the highest. All of the angels somehow assembled. Who would want to, if you're an angel, who wants to be left out of that? Nobody. For that moment in time, the heavenly host, that's why they're called the heavenly host. They're all over the place. The angels, the principalities, the powers, the thrones, the dominions, the archangel, the seraphim, the cherubim, the presence angels, the trumpet angels, the temple angels who attend the bowls of wrath and others I'm sure that I don't even know anything about. And in rank and file, tier upon tier upon tier, stretching from there all the way to heaven. An ascription of praise. They stand probably the highest ranking of them there near the manger. But their numbers would spread from past the atmosphere through the solar system. They would go uh, from, from there to the exoplanets and, and through the Kuiper belt and the Oort cloud and the heliosphere and beyond that through cosmic spray and a cocktail of, of, of dust and plasma on past Andromeda and on past Alcyone and, and on past Arcturus and Pleiades and Sirius all the way through places we don't even know about and we're just beginning to discover but they were all the way through that and to the third heaven to God's throne glory to God in the highest an ascription of praise unknown I believe up to that point to know that the first Adam, the curse of the first Adam was about to be broken by the love of the last Adam. The blessing that would come to the children of God. Greeting card from the angels, number one. Greetings from heaven. Something is happening here that comes all the way from the highest to the lowest. And they sing together. They shout together. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. The wrath of God must necessarily abide on the sinful nature 
of his fallen creation. Sin and wrong, lawlessness, vileness cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. It must be put away. And so there is enmity that naturally exists between a holy God and a sinful creature. It cannot be any other way. And so the world collapsed into turmoil. There in the garden, what was so beautiful and blessed now becomes cursed with thorns and thistles. Contrary winds would blow. Animals would now snarl and even kill. Death would be introduced into God's beautiful world and there was no peace. And on from there in the pre-flood world, the Canaanites filled with hatred, Lamech the seventh from Cain swore to kill people. Seventy times over, I mean, he had this vow as a murderous man in the pre-flood world. And so everything was turned upside down until God relented over his creation. There was no peace. Noah the Bible seems to indicate lived under a threat and intimidation the whole time he ministered. Not a single convert beyond his family entered into the ark. There was no peace and the wrath of God fell and the pre-flood world was washed away. There was no peace. There was no peace at the Tower of Babel. They rebelled against God. The triune God, the Godhead reasoned, they will become like us. It's quoted in Genesis. And so the curse of languages fell upon an un, a, a peaceless, a, 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 a creation without peace. And now, even, even more disputes, national boundaries Things begin to happen even worse and worse. And comes Abraham then. Abraham knew no peace. Abimelech was after him. Pharaoh was after him. Isaac knew no peace. Abimelech was after him. He couldn't even dig wells of water. Without strife and contention. Jacob knew no peace. He didn't bring peace. His twin brother hated him. His uncle hated him, both of them threatening to kill him. His sons were vile and reckless, a couple of them murderous. They knew no peace. Moses knew no peace. He struggled with Pharaoh, ministered in the name of Yahweh, and God used him, but he struggled all of his life. With these people, Egypt came after them. Then the Amalekites wanted to come after them and Moses had to withstand them. There was no peace. 
He had to deal with unruly and murmuring Israelites all the way through the wilderness journey. Moses knew no peace such that he was required to die before he could enter into the promised land. The Israelites knew no peace. They fought. They took over Canaan, but they were under constant attack. Here come the, here, first of all, the Egyptians, and then after that, the Philistines, the Canaanites all around. And after, after that come, come the Assyrians and, and, and come the Babylonians and come the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans and Israel knew no peace. There was no peace because none of those patriarchs could bring peace. They couldn't do it. Their lives were unsettled. All they could do was look forward in hope for the Messiah to come. There was no peace all the way through. Even the sons of David could bring no peace. Back in the Old Testament time, But the angels have brought a greeting straight from heaven. And on earth, peace. Now, rebellious child, come to your father who will give you peace through the one who is in that manger. Peace. My peace I leave with you, Jesus said. Only Christ could settle the wrath that existed between sinful man and our Holy Father in heaven. And the greeting is brought on that Christmas by the angels in rank, tier, and foul from where they were in that field all the way up to the one in the highest enthroned there. God Almighty. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Who has granted this peace? Men with whom he is pleased. That's how it's properly translated directly. Arene, peace, in. Did you, it also means in, in or among, in. in. How about that? In men. Anthropos, Eurokias. Men with whom he is pleased. His own whom he calls to himself. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. In men of his pleasure. In those with whom he is pleased. It is the pleasure of God to call his own to himself. To fulfill an eternal covenant that he made with his son. From before the foundation of the world, Revelation 13 and verse 8. What, what, 
had to be done would be done. And so this baby in the manger would finally bring peace to the child of God. Are you in Christ? Then you have the peace of Christ. Are you one of his own? You will know it if you are. Then you have his peace. The wrath of God will not abide on you. The greeting card from the angels, greetings from heaven, glory to God in the highest. Greetings on earth, and on earth, peace. Greetings to those of his pleasure among men with whom he is pleased. From heaven to God's own comes the beautiful greeting. Children of God, Merry Christmas. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. If you would come to Christ today, you would come to Christ because God called you to Christ. That's not something that is made up in your mind. It is something that God graciously extends to you, his call to salvation. In just a moment when we're dismissed from here right across the hall, there will be deacons and their wives ready to pray with you. Come to Christ today. Maybe you're here already a Christian and God leads you to come and be a part of this congregation. They're ready to pray with you and speak to you about that as well. But right now, let's all prayerfully stand together and be dismissed in prayer.